When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. Jesus offers this sentence in the 12th chapter of the Gospel of John, but we don't hear the 12th chapter of John's Gospel today. It's a very interesting prophecy, though, to keep in mind while we do talk about today's readings. This idea of the Savior, or the one who would save, being elevated in some way. Sometimes this, is recogni- sorry, sometimes this is recognizable in the elevation of a new king among the people in the Old Testament. Sometimes it's done in symbolic ways, like in the Old Testament with the bronze serpent made by Moses, so that all who looked upon it were healed. The Savior was raised up in some way, and people benefited. And in today's gospel, we have Jesus going up on a mountain. He is elevated geographically, And he draws those disciples physically close to him, closer to him, because he reveals to them his actual glory. Jesus appeared to them with the body that he would have after the resurrection. He showed them that he wasn't a carpenter, but that he was actually the Son of God. When they are up on the mountain, Moses and Eliza show up, the men from the Old Testament, Moses representing the law. Elijah representing the prophets, both the law and the prophets finding their culmination in Christ. The law and the prophets were all directed towards the coming of Christ, for he draws all the peoples of the Old Testament to himself. Now, if we take a step back and examine the gospel as a whole, we can see some similarities, especially in the gospels when things are repeated in threes. Jesus' passion is predicted in threes. The times he wakes his disciples is three. And the times Peter denies Jesus, also three. Now, in certain Gospels, events are linked. And three of those events I'm going to talk about today. The first is the one we heard about, the transfiguration of the Lord. The next, the baptism of the Lord. And finally, his crucifixion. At the transfiguration, Jesus goes up on a mountain with some of his disciples, and he is transfigured. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appear. We've already established that. But the disciples are utterly terrified, and a cloud envelops them. Next, we hear God say, This is my son, which is almost identical to what we hear in the first chapter of Mark when it describes the baptism of Jesus. When he comes up out of the water, the heavens are torn open, so we have another change in the heavens, as we did on the Transfiguration Mount. And as Jesus comes up out of the waters, God says, you are my son. So as I have said, there is both, in both scenes, a major shift in the heavens, the enveloping cloud in chapter 9, and the ripped-open sky in chapter 1. The second similarity between the baptism and the transfiguration is Elijah, for he appears at the transfiguration. We've heard about him. We've talked about him twice. But he also appears in the baptism. Mark implicitly describes John the Baptist as Elijah when he says that he wore a garment of hair with a leather belt around his waist. And in the Old Testament, in 2 Kings, this is the same description with which they identify Elijah. So in the baptism and the transfiguration, we have three parallels. Elijah, 
movement in the heavens, and the identification of Jesus as God's Son. Now, in the description of the crucifixion in the Gospel of Mark, darkness covers the land. Jesus cries out, Eloi, Eloi, which means, my God, my God, but the bystanders think he's calling for Elijah and say, let him save him. Then Jesus breathes his last, and the temple curtain is torn in two from top to bottom. And finally, the centurion remarks, truly, this man was the Son of God. In each case, the baptism, the transfiguration, and the crucifixion, we have Elijah mentioned, the heavens affected, and the profession of the Son of Man. Three shows completeness, emphasis. It's the smallest number that forms a pattern. The first is a chance, the second coincidence, the third is either vitals if you're medical or it reveals a design. Now think of a progression in these three scenes that we've had. In the baptism, it's Jesus alone who hears, you are my son. It's a private experience. No one seems to know what's going on but him. In the second instance, the experience is repeated for others. God tells all of the disciples present at the transfiguration, Peter, James, and John, this is my son. But in the crucifixion, we find this idea finally taking hold and being repeated by the soldier. Not even a Jew, not a disciple, the enemy, in fact. The person we least expect to profess Christ, declaring it at the moment we least expect it. The Lord tells Abraham in our first reading that all of the communities of the earth shall find blessing in you. The Lord offers us that same chance, that same blessing. If only we would see the hidden Christ in those we interact with daily. This is the second weekend of Lent. So for the rest of Lent, I suggest that you ask the Lord for him to reveal his hidden presence in all of those that you interact with daily, so that in seeing him in them, you may truly be a blessing to all communities of the earth.